I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group, and I'm here at HIMSS 19 speaking with Mitch Parker, Executive Director of Information Security and Compliance at Indiana University Health. So, Mitch, we hear a lot about blockchain in healthcare. Where do you see the biggest potential for blockchain to improve information security in healthcare? So we look at it as from the concept of mutually assured security because it gives organizations the advantage of being able to utilize a single type of platform for data interchange and to be able to utilize a single platform that you can assure risk and security with and make sure you have good service level agreements around and build the core technologies around to greatly improve security. So now, Mitch, what about your organization? Where are you piloting it or implementing blockchain? Could you describe briefly what you're doing? So right now, we are working with several of our vendors who are exploring the use of the technology, and we're working to provide them the good security guideposts so that we can make sure we're fully compliant with HIPAA and high tech in putting solutions in place that work. And what sorts of applications do you see it? Is it for information exchange, for other sorts of applications and, and processes? So we're looking at it in two different categories. Number one, verification and validation of existing information for an audit capacity and also in the information interchange capacity as well. What do you see as some of the potential security risks involved with blockchain, being that it's seen as sort of a vehicle for better security? We see the threat vectors changing from being strictly from protecting individual machines to protecting all partners in a consortium together. And we look at, instead of focusing on machine-level security, focusing on network-level, DNS server-level, and more importantly, identity and public key infrastructure level security. And what about potential breaches involving blockchain? What worries you about those potential sorts of things that could happen? So the biggest potential I see there is comes twofold. Number one, you have to have a degree of isolation between the information that's stored on-chain and off-chain. And we look at it from people not providing the proper isolation between the systems involved in your distributed ledger technology interchange and the source systems the data comes from, that's number one. And number two, from people not using permission systems to store sensitive information. Because, I mean, the root of it is, is this is a lot like RFID. You shouldn't be storing information that can be read easily off of a tag you should be making sure you secure that information and making sure that the source systems are still the source of truth and that you have a way to effectively, still effectively protect that data. So now you had said during a presentation here at HIMSS that you sort of envisioned blockchain or the technology to support blockchain as sort of a utility like power. Could you explain like what you envision and what you see as the potential and you know how it might be sort of considered a utility? So I'm going to bring this back analogous to about 25 years ago when the internet first started becoming ubiquitous. And 25 years ago, to put a machine on the internet, you had to do a lot of the work yourself. You had to order the lease line. You had to configure the server, configure the router, and configure the applications you want on top of it. Nowadays, these days, it's as simple as logging on to a website, 
clicking three buttons and being able to get yourself a pre-configured environment with the applications that you require literally within minutes. That's utility. So companies like Amazon, Microsoft, and Google have turned the concept of internet-connected servers that are properly secured into a utility concept. So right now with distributed ledger technologies, with the new changes that we have with security, very specifically network-based security, DNS, identity management, public key infrastructure, and event logging, there's a lot of companies that have not yet wrapped everything up in such a way to make it utility yet. So we look at this as it's going to take a while before we have the infrastructure in place outside of the chain and combined with the chain to be able to provide that kind of service as an effective utility. While there are companies today providing blockchain services as utility, they're not providing a lot of the supporting infrastructure, especially identity management, to make it truly effective as a utility for a transactional system that can be trusted in a public environment. Looking ahead more near term or near future, where do you see blockchain, say in a year or so in the healthcare industry? Do you think it'll still be more sort of a, a piloted sort of technology? Do you think that there'll be any sort of real world mass use of it for any particular application or process? I foresee the first production systems coming to fruition within the next calendar year in healthcare. And I foresee use cases coming about that are going to augment existing legacy systems. I think that there needs to be a change in perception as this being a disruptive technology to be more augmentative so that people understand this has the potential to significantly augment a lot of business processes within healthcare, very specifically with clearinghouses, with distributed accounting systems, and with a number of other business processes. However, it needs to be treated more as augmentative rather than disruptive. And then the first use cases out there that go into production systems are going to provide that. And I think the change is going to be gradual because healthcare does not move very fast. And I think because of that, I think you need to take a look at the one-year term as being the first production systems, but I see within five to 10 years, this being as utility in healthcare as some of the systems are now, and I think the greatest potential is going to be for the augmentation of electronic data interchange and the ability to build consortia for EDI as opposed to right now the hub-and-spoke model. And I think this is going to increase and empower certain types of organizations. However, you need to have those first use cases out there, and that's going to take some work. And I think it ties back earlier to my early comment about utility. As more of this technology becomes utility, becomes more accessible to those outside of early adopters, you're going to see a greater adoption curve. Thanks, Mitch. I've been speaking to Mitch Parker. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.